Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Firstly, I'd like to apologize for being late on this episode. I usually release a new episode every Friday, but remember that fancy mic I said I bought? Well, it's been nothing but trouble, so if anyone has any idea why my Blue Yeti microphone isn't working in Audacity, get at me before I go insane. So I have a Patreon shoutout, and this one goes to Sarah Weston, who has been a longtime Facebook friend of mine. Thank you so much for supporting my show, Sarah, and I hope to see you again on our end-of-month true crime Zoom chats. You rock. As for tonight's case, I'm going to give you a trigger warning here, because this story will cover mental illness. It'll cover suicide and a mass shooting. So if you're not in an okay place right now to listen to those sort of things, you might want to skip this one, and I'll see you on the next one. 
Randy Stare, who went by the name Andrew Blaze online, was a YouTuber with a fairly big audience. His channel started out funny and entertaining, but his subscribers would watch him take a steep decline in his mental health and his grasp on reality. It was clear he was struggling as he talked about his idolization of the Columbine shooters and his obsession slash fascination slash love and desire to be with a cartoon character. I'm not joking. And then he would go on to document his plan to commit a mass murder. He was practically begging for someone to stop him, but strangely enough, his subscribers didn't do anything to help or even try to prevent that massacre that was about to happen. I'm covering this case as a warning or a lesson that we really need to take people at their word sometimes when they say that they're struggling and they might do something. This is the story behind the Eaton Township Wise Markets shooting. Before we get started, tonight's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite sponsors of all time, GarageStoresWithAZ.com. If you haven't checked out their online shop of awesome and innovative vehicle accessories, this is your reminder that you're missing out on some seriously cool stuff. They have everything you might possibly need, from car organizers, accessories, tools, cleaning supplies, and so much more. Honestly, they have the coolest vehicle accessories that you never even knew existed, but now that you do, trust me when I say you need them. They also provide free 4-day shipping within the U.S., free returns, and a money-back guarantee so that you can feel confident in your purchase. One of my favorite things about their online shop is that they have a ton of product reviews, so you can really find out the quality and usefulness of the product you're interested in buying. Check out garagestoreswithaz.com for all of your vehicle accessory needs, and stay tuned halfway through tonight's episode for some of the latest car gadgets I've found while browsing their shop. Now let's jump in. On June 7th, 2017, at approximately 10.52 p.m., Randy Stare arrived for his scheduled shift at the Weiss Supermarket in Eaton Township, Pennsylvania. Randy had worked the overnight shift at this location for the last seven years. However, this night would be much different than any other night he had worked. When he got to the store, he started doing his typical duties, stocking shelves and cleaning up. Then, while everyone else in the store was preoccupied with their own duties, he left and he began to block each of the emergency door exits, one by one, barricading them with wooden pallets. His four co-workers, who were also working that evening, were Kristen Newell, Victoria Brong, Brian Hayes, and Terry Lee Sterling, and they had no idea what was about to happen. While carrying out all of the preparations for his ultimate plan, Randy continues to tweet to his many followers, things like, To all of the loving, caring, beautiful people in the world, I hope you can find it in your hearts to forgive me. I robbed you of an angel. And... Things happen for a reason, good or bad, and I'm so sorry that things have to end like this. I speak for all of us when I say that. He also tweets out links to multiple files and videos that were recorded over the past year or so. These were just a couple of the tweets amongst a whole slew of social media activity, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Just before midnight, Randy goes out to his car and he begins to text his mother. He tells her about a journal he has kept that details all of the planning of the events that were about to occur. 
He also tells her what he would like her to do with his remains once he was deceased. Seeing as how he's in his early 20s, this would have been a really unusual text to receive. Then he puts on black eyeliner and black lipstick to look like his favorite cartoon character, Ember McLean from the series Danny Phantom. He takes off his red work shirt, which reveals a white shirt underneath that says, It's our time to rise. He gets a duffel bag with two shotguns and tons of ammunition from the trunk, and then he walks back into the supermarket to rain absolute terror on his unsuspecting co-workers. Randy first finds Victoria Brong standing in the grocery store aisle, and he shoots her twice. Kristen Newell is also in the same aisle, but the gunshots are muffled because she has her headphones in and her music turned up loudly. But even muffled gunshots gets her attention. She looks up from stalking the shelves and sees Randy standing over Victoria, who is lying on the ground bleeding. She then watches as Randy shoots Victoria two more times. According to Kristen, she briefly makes eye contact with Randy, but she's too terrified to speak or move. For some unknown reason, Randy spares her, and he moves on to the next aisle. That's where he shoots Terry Lee Sterling, twice in the back. While Randy continues his carnage, Kristen runs over to Victoria and finds that even though she's badly bleeding, she still has a heartbeat. She calls 911, and then, while looking around for where Randy might be in the store, she ducks and covers and runs to try to find a way out. She finds that all the exits are blocked, but she manages to force the pallet away from the main door, and luckily, she escapes out into the parking lot. That's where she sees Randy's vehicle and his red work shirt on the ground next to it. She decides to get far away from the store and that car, and she hides in a bush until police arrive. Back inside the store, Randy finds Brian Hayes working in the bakery section, and he shoots him five times. His plan has pretty much been carried out at this point. Everyone who was in the store had been shot, except for Kristen, who managed to escape. So, Randy walks around the grocery store, shooting at different items on the shelves, shooting the cash registers, or whatever he feels like including a few propane tanks, which he's hoping will explode, but they don't. And so he walks back to the bakery, and he finalizes his plan by shooting himself. Victoria Brong, 26 years old, Terry Lee Sterling, 63 years old, and Brian Hayes, 47 years old, are the victims killed that evening. It's all been carried out and done according to Randy's plan, a plan that he had shared with the world so far in advance that it could have been prevented if only someone had taken action. So let's explore that more. The gunman behind the Eaton Township Wise Markets shooting was 24-year-old Randy Stair, who went by the name Andrew Blaze online. He lived in Dallas, Pennsylvania, and had worked at the supermarket for seven years while he was also trying to grow his YouTube channel and become a well-known internet personality. He was pretty successful at it, actually. His first successful channel was called Pioneers Production, which has since had just about all of the content removed. Randy would stream himself playing different games, and then he had a couple of different little skits he would do. There's one he would do with a toy horse head on a stick he named Mr. Horsehead. His channel was really lighthearted and meant to be funny. His subscribers would go there for entertainment and to laugh. 
But as time went on, Randy's content became more serious and more dark. It was abundantly clear that he was really struggling with his mental health. This showed through in the odd content he made, but he was also very open with what he was thinking and how he was feeling. He became obsessed with death. He would write things on his Twitter account like, when you're going to die, you got to die hardcore or not at all. And the death of a soul isn't the end of the line. It's the rebirth of something beautiful. Randy also became obsessed with the Nickelodeon animated television series Danny Phantom, and particularly with the character Ember McLean. On the cartoon crossover fandom wiki for the show, they say Ember is one of the often reoccurring ghosts in the show and has a very popular fan base. According to one of the creators, before she died, Ember was a unpopular high school-aged girl who had large dreams of becoming a rock star. One day, a boy asked her out to the movies, and she waited all night for him to show up, saying, he's just running late. When morning came and he didn't show up, Ember went home. She was so exhausted that she fell asleep and didn't wake up when her house mysteriously caught fire. She died in the flames, which possibly gave her the name Ember. I can't say that I've ever seen this show, but this character really resonated with Randy, and the whole show, series, and characters, they became this unhealthy obsession for him. He created a new animated channel he called Ember's Ghost Squad, which he based off of his favorite character, Ember, and included another character named Mackenzie West, who he said was his soulmate. Yes, he truly believed that this cartoon character was his soulmate, and he talked about how his true form was indeed also a cartoon character in the series. I know it sounds strange, but it should give you a glimpse into how his brain was operating at the time. He was so lonely that he felt like these cartoon characters were his only friends, and he was absolutely obsessed and in love with at least one of them. So much so that he designed this other character to insert into the show that he claimed was his true form. He began to create really violent videos as part of this fan fiction, including a series of videos called Conspiring a Massacre, where Randy, aka Andrew Blaze as he referred to himself, and another character, Rachel, put together a plan for a school shooting. It's not really surprising that he would come up with this concept because Randy had a fascination with the Columbine school shooting. He participated in many of the online group forums. He would talk about how he felt personally connected to one of the shooters, Eric Harris. He purchased three white t-shirts that said natural selection on them and he'd wear them all the time. This is the shirt that Eric Harris wore on the day of the Columbine school shooting. Randy didn't shy away from showing his support for what they did and talking about his admiration, but again, no one seemed to notice. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, 
French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day, because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious, with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. In addition to his videos, Randy kept a journal. The first line in it is a quote that says, I hate the fucking world. None of this was really a secret. His final video in the Ember's Ghost Squad series he created was dedicated to the Columbine shooting, and it featured animations of himself with another character shooting up a high school. The video was titled Westboro High Massacre slash goodbye and included the characters wearing those same white natural selection t-shirts shooting up the school with shotguns. Now I know not everything that you see online can be taken at face value, but Randy's subscribers watched him as he went from a somewhat dorky, humorous young man to a very disturbed individual with violent fantasies. And he was very vocal about all of it in his own video diary series. He spoke directly from his mind, 
even talking about how everyone thought he was joking, and so nothing would be done about it until it was too late. He talked about how he was really depressed, and he didn't want to live past 30 years old. He spoke at lengths about how he was having gender identity issues. He thought that he may be transgendered, really a woman stuck in a man's body, and when his parents would go out, he would wear his mother's clothing. He would also shave his entire body, from his legs and his arms, and he behaved in a very feminine way. Yet, at the same time, he would also make homophobic remarks and speak about his disdain for other transgendered YouTubers. Which is odd, right? In my opinion, this was him self-loathing, hating everything about himself that he saw in other people. It wasn't long before these ideas and these fantasies of violence and death turned into actual planning. He told his YouTube viewers that he wouldn't be around much longer, and he asked his mother to take him to buy guns, which she did. It makes my stomach turn because there were so many warning signs, so many red flags, and if she were paying attention, she would have seen that Randy should never be in possession of a weapon. After buying two shotguns, he videotaped himself duct taping the grips, which is exactly what Eric Harris did and he named both of his shotguns. One was Mackenzie and one was Rachel, which were the names of two of his Ember's Ghost Squad characters. He made videos and he wrote in his journal as he continued to plan. Here's one of his posts, and it's gotta make you wonder why the hell no one did anything to help or intervene. It says, These are gonna be the longest 17 days of my life. So many big and exciting things. Mark June 7th on your calendars, because you probably won't witness anything quite like this again, just saying. The biggest EGS, which is Ember's Ghost Squad, video to date will be released. For fans of Pioneer's Productions, there will be a massive digital release of videos, photos, edits, soundtracks, etc. from the last nine years. There will be never-before-seen or heard private audio recordings and journal entries from the last six months, and never-before-seen scrapped EGS projects, all on one digital page with individual downloads of your choice, all free. Nine years calls for something massive. It's going to be an interactive endeavor unlike anything I've done before. I'm pumped. And two days before the shooting, he would post, I'm so ready to die. Two more fun nights and that's it. I've officially accepted that Wednesday night will be the death of me. Everything around me seems to have faded away. It's felt as if I'm the last soul alive on this planet for the last week. I see people, but they feel like an illusion. I've never felt so distant from society, and I love it. Now I'm going to play you some audio from different videos that Randy recorded. These are really, really sad. This is a guy who was in a ton of pain. What he did was, it was horrific. It was wrong. It was pure evil. But Randy told the world how he was feeling and what he was thinking. He was begging for help. When I listened to him speak... It's clear that he is just begging for someone to stop him from hurting himself and hurting others. I think that's why he was so vocal and detailed about what he was going to do, because he didn't actually want to go through with it. He was sick, he wanted help, and he wanted to be stopped, but no one did anything. Huge trigger warning here. The following audio is going to be extremely upsetting. Have a listen myself i wanted to set myself on fire 
I wanted to shoot myself. I just, I kept thinking about suicide all the time. My parents went away on a big cruise for like a whole week. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it then. I'll just pour gasoline on myself and light a match and kill myself. And I can go out like Ember did in flames. And it's still kind of how I picture doing it, but this time I can actually have ammunition. You know, I have guns I can get. I just picture dousing myself with gasoline and shooting myself as soon as I light the fucking fire. Most likely not going to survive that, as long as your aim's good. It's all about your aim. If you have shitty aim, oh, fuck you. I keep saying it's like, this thing will get big when I'm fucking dead. The lore will spread. And after I'm dead, then it'll become popular. It's like, the, the fucking curse I have is not being able to be famous. I'm not going to sell my fucking soul to the devil for fame. Only Ember can have my soul. Nobody else. Ember's the only one worthy enough to have my soul. This is the last time I'm going to get gas, or... This is my last time... Driving on this road, or... You know... I... I think that way about everything. And one of the weirdest will be... This is the last time I'm going to see my mom. You know... And I don't even want to think the person she'll be after this happens. I can only imagine. Most of me doesn't give a shit, but still, being that she's my mother, you know, I still have that connection of knowing that she's always been there for me throughout my entire life and was always the one to listen to me. And, you know, and just like that, I got to turn away and shut them out, you know. It hurts. It hurts a lot. And knowing I have to exist around these humans like this, having to act like they do and blend in and not try to show who I really am, it just gets so fucking hard. Every night. It never gets any easier. It's progressively gotten harder all throughout my life. Every fucking year it's gotten harder. I really wish I could go out and just shoot people and kill them. But my luck, something would go wrong. And it's like, well, where would you go? Like, what is worth shooting up? The only place I could think of is my fucking college campus. I mean, my high school is long gone. They demolished it the year I graduated, which sucks. I'd kill to go back and shoot up my high school, but it's gone. But my college campus would be a nice place, but I wouldn't just want to shoot people. I'd want to blow stuff up. I'd want to blow up the campus buildings, slit people's throats, tie them up, you know, manipulate people. It'd be amazing. Although Randy said he was ready to die, apparently he wasn't quite sure how he wanted to do it. So he flipped a coin to decide whether he should kill himself at home or kill himself after committing a massacre at the supermarket where he worked. It would be the best out of three, with heads being he would kill himself at home and tails being he would shoot up the supermarket and then kill himself. As you can guess, tails won. He posted one final video titled Supermarket Tour June 7, the day before the shooting, which showed him walking around the grocery store 
filming the different exits of the building, obviously all a part of the planning. And yes, that's right, even after all of this, no one intervened. Not a single person. Randy really didn't like his father. He said he hated him. They had a very complicated relationship, and he had originally planned to kill his father prior to going into the supermarket, but he said that he decided to let him live so that his father could feel all of the pain. So he puts on his red supermarket shirt over his It's Our Time to Rise shirt, He puts a duffel bag in the trunk with his two shotguns, two just-in-case one jams, and a ton of ammo, and then he goes to work for his 11 p.m. shift. He continues to tweet and post from nine different social media accounts. He had all of these as part of his Ember's Ghost Squad channel. Hinting at what was about to happen, what was coming, one tweet included a link to a database where he had dumped all of his video, audio, online journal entries all into one spot for people to be able to look at later. Along with that link, he wrote, goodbye humans, I'll miss you. And then he killed three of his co-workers in cold blood before killing himself. In total, there were 59 bullets shot from one shotgun. When police arrived at the scene, they found the shooter, Randy Stair, deceased, along with three of his victims. Kristen Newell was the only survivor, which is interesting. He had shot the other three victims from a distance, as if he didn't want to face them. He was putting physical distance between himself and his victims, so that the emotional distance could be there too. With Kristen, she looked him right in the eye, which I believe is why he didn't kill her. He couldn't do it after having to face her. That's just my opinion, but unfortunately, we'll never really know the truth of why. When police searched Randy's home, they found seven boxes of 12-gauge shotgun ammunition, shooting goggles, ear protectors, a shotgun buttstock, and an owner's manual. They took his journals, his drawings, his computer hard drives, basically everything he had in his bedroom as possible evidence. I think it's pretty clear from the way that Randy documented everything and posted it all online, he was hoping to become infamous, perhaps as infamous as the Columbine shooters. For that reason, I almost didn't cover this story because it kind of feels like it feeds into that, but I think that this story should actually receive more attention because this was not some secret plan, only to be exposed once the shooter was dead and gone. Randy posted about it all over the internet every step of the way, and no one took any action to help him or stop him. In my opinion, he was obviously a very sick individual, and he needed very serious mental help, but I really do think he was begging to be stopped. This, of course, doesn't take away from the fact that he murdered three innocent people. I'm just saying that there is a lesson to be learned here. Check on your loved ones. Watch what your children are doing and how they're behaving. And also, people on the internet are real people. You might watch them from a distance for entertainment or whatever, but behind the screen, it's a real person. If they're saying that they're going to hurt themselves or others... You need to do something, something real. This could have been prevented, I honestly believe that, if only people were actually paying attention and listening and doing something about it. 
If you want to dig further into this, I'll post a link to the database of files that Randy uploaded. It'll be in my show notes so you can listen and watch at your own discretion. We're talking years and years worth of content, but what it shows is that he went from a young man who appeared to have humor and life to a very dark and sick individual who was in pain. Sorry guys, I know this one in particular is heavy and difficult to listen to. I don't typically focus on the perpetrator in this story, but in this case, I felt like it was important. Nobody noticed what was happening to Randy throughout the years. And so Randy really could have been anyone, anybody just walking around out there. Keep an eye out. That's it for me tonight. I'd like to once again thank our sponsor. Make sure you check out Garage Stores with AZ com for all of your vehicle accessory needs they have a huge selection so just about anything that you can think of you're gonna find on there they also have free four-day shipping within the u.s buyer reviews and a no hassle return policy make sure you check out their link in my show notes if you want to reach out to me you can find me on facebook at serial napper you can also search for me on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, and that's all one word. Until next time, take care of the ones you love. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. I'm Dean, I'm the dad. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn, I'm the daughter. And together we are... Family Plot! The Family Plot Podcast, a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. I'm almost 15 now. Don't ruin the commercial. Catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy tales, Sherlock Holmes, and the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's Corner. But behave, you two. So come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye!